0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What does the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament law, have to do with your Christian life? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table Your Word is Truth, Your Word is
1: Life Presented by City Press
0: Your Word is Truth, Your Word is Life
1: The Daily Audio Bible Podcast Read by Dr. Christina Edmondson And
0: Akemeni uwan Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us.
1: Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Second Chronicles chapter 23, verses 12 through 21. When Athaliah heard the royal guard shouting and praising the king, she joined the crowd at the Lord's temple. Then she saw the king standing by his pillar at the entrance. The officers and trumpeteers stood beside the king, and all the people of the land were celebrating and blowing trumpets. And the musicians with various instruments were leading the celebration. Athaliah tore her clothes and yelled, Treason! Treason! Jehoiada, the priest, sent out the officers of the units of hundreds, who were in charge of the army, and ordered them, Bring her outside the temple to the guards. Put the sword to anyone who follows her. The priest gave this order because he had decided she should not be executed in the Lord's temple. They seized her and took her into the precincts of the royal palace, through the horse's entrance. There they executed her. Jehoiada then drew up a covenant stipulating that he, all the people, and the king should be loyal to the Lord. All the people went and demolished the temple of Baal. They smashed its altars and idols. They killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Jehoiada then assigned the duties of the Lord's temple to the priests, the Levites, whom David had assigned to the Lord's temple. They were responsible for offering burnt sacrifices to the Lord with joy and music, according to the law of Moses and the edict of David. He posted guards at the gates of the Lord's temple, so no one who was ceremonially unclean in any way could enter. He summoned the officers of the units of hundreds, the nobles, the rulers of the people, and all the people of the land, and he then led the king down from the lord's temple. they entered the royal palace through the upper gate, and seated the king on the royal throne. All the people of the land celebrated, for the city had rest now that they had killed Athaliah Second kings chapter eleven, verse seventeen through chapter twelve, verse sixteen. Jehoiada then drew up a covenant between the Lord and the king and people, stipulating that they should be loyal to the Lord. All the people of the land went and demolished the temple of Baal. They smashed its altars and idols to bits. They killed Metan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altar. Jehoiada the priest then placed guards at the Lord's temple. He took the officers of the units of hundreds, the carrions, the royal bodyguard, and all the people of the land and together they led the king down from the Lord's temple. They entered the royal palace through the gate of the royal bodyguard, and the king sat down on the royal throne. All the people of the land celebrated, for the city had rest now that they had killed Athaliah with the sword in the royal palace. Chapter 12. Joash's reign over Judah. Jehoash was seven years old when he began to reign. In Jehu's seventh year, Jehoash became king. He reigned for 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Zebiah, who was from Beersheba. Jehoash did what the Lord approved all his days when Jehoiada the priest taught him. But the high places were not eliminated. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense on the high places. Jehoash said to the priests, I place at your disposal all the consecrated silver that has been brought to the Lord's temple, including the silver collected from the census tax, the silver received from those who have made vows, and all the silver that people have voluntarily contributed to the Lord's temple. The priests should receive the silver they need from the treasurers and repair any damage to the temple they discover. By the 23rd year of King Jehoash's reign, The priest had still not repaired the damage to the temple. So King Jehoash summoned Jehoiada the priest along with the other priests and said to them, Why have you not repaired the damage to the temple? Now take no more silver from your treasurers unless you intend to use it to repair the damage. The priests agreed not to collect silver from the people and relieve themselves of personal responsibility for the temple repairs. Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and drilled a hole in its lid. He placed it on the right side of the altar, near the entrance of the Lord's temple. The priest who guarded the entrance would put in it all the silver brought to the Lord's temple. When they saw the chest was full of silver, the royal secretary and the high priest counted the silver that had been brought to the Lord's temple and bagged it up. They would then hand over the silver that had been weighed to the construction foreman assigned to the Lord's Temple. They hired carpenters and builders to work on the Lord's Temple, as well as masons and stonecutters. They bought wood and chiseled stone to repair the damage to the Lord's Temple and also pay for all the other expenses. The silver brought to the Lord's Temple was not used for silver bowls, trimming shears, basins, trumpets, or any kind of gold or silver implements. It was handed over to the foremen who used it to repair the Lord's temple. They did not audit the treasurers who dispersed the funds to the foremen, for they were honest. The silver collected in conjunction with reparation offerings and sin offerings was not brought to the Lord's temple. It belonged to the priests. Second Chronicles chapter 24 1-22 Joash's Reign Joash was seven years old when he began to reign. He reigned for 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Zebiah, who was from Beersheba. Joash did what the Lord approved throughout the lifetime of Jehoiada, the priest. Jehoiada chose two wives for him who gave him sons and daughters. Later, Joash was determined to repair the Lord's temple. He assembled the priests and Levites and ordered them. Go out to the cities of Judah and collect the annual quota of silver from all Israel for repairs on the temple of your God. Be quick about it. But the Levites delayed. So the king summoned Jehoiada, the chief priest, and said to him, Why have you not made the Levites collect from Judah and Jerusalem the tax authorized by Moses the Lord's servant and by the assembly of Israel at the tent containing the tablets of the law? Wicked Athaliah and her sons had broken into God's temple and used all the holy items of the Lord's temple in their worship of the Baals. The king ordered a chest to be made and placed outside the gate of the Lord's temple. An edict was sent throughout Judah and Jerusalem, requiring the people to bring the Lord the tax that Moses, God's servant, imposed on Israel in the wilderness. All the officials and all the people gladly brought their silver and threw it into the chest until it was full. Whenever the Levites brought the chest to the royal accountant, and they saw there was a lot of silver, the royal scribe and the accountant of the high priest emptied the chest and then took it back to its place. They went through this routine every day and collected a large amount of silver. The king and Jehoiada gave it to the construction foreman assigned to the Lord's temple. They hired carpenters and craftsmen To repair the Lord's temple, as well as those skilled in working with iron and bronze to restore the Lord's temple. They worked hard and made the repairs. They followed the measurements specified for God's temple and restored it. When they were finished, they brought the rest of the silver to the king and Jehoiada. They used it to make items for the Lord's temple, including items used in the temple service and for burnt sacrifices. Pans, and various other gold and silver items. Throughout Jehoiada's lifetime, burnt sacrifices were offered regularly in the Lord's temple. Jehoiada grew old and died at the age of 130. He was buried in the city of David with the kings because he had accomplished good in Israel and for God in his temple. After Jehoiada died, the officials of Judah visited the king and declared their loyalty to him. The king listened to their advice. They abandoned the temple of the Lord God of their ancestors and worshiped the Asherah poles and idols. Because of this sinful activity, God was angry with Judah and Jerusalem. The Lord sent prophets among them to lead them back to him. They warned the people, but they would not pay attention. God's Spirit energized Zechariah, son of Jehoiada the priest. He stood up before the people and said to them, This is what God says. Why are you violating the commands of the Lord? You will not be prosperous because you have rejected the Lord. He has rejected you. They plotted against him and by royal decree stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Joash disregarded the loyalty Zechariah's father, Jehoiada, had shown him and killed Jehoiada's son. As Zechariah was dying, he said, May the Lord take notice and seek vengeance. 2 Kings chapter 10 verses 34 through 36. The rest of the events of Jehu's reign, including all his accomplishments and successes, are recorded in the scroll called the Annals of the Kings of Israel. Jehu passed away and was buried in Samaria. His son Jehoahaz replaced him as king. Jehu reigned over Israel for 28 years in Samaria. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious God, the one who has made a covenant with your people, a covenant in which you fulfill the demands that you uphold even now, because you, God, are faithful. We thank you, O Lord, for your faithfulness to us. We are reminded, O God, in these passages today, all the ways in which you stretch forth your mighty hand to deliver us, to rescue us, as an expression of your deep love and commitment to your people. And yet, like then and now, we disregard your teachings. We forget the deliverance that you have brought into our lives. We forget this as a people collectively, And we forget this individually. Oh, God, heal us of our spiritual amnesia in all the ways in which we don't count our blessings and we don't reflect on your legacy of deliverance in our lives, your legacy of deliverance, and in the life of the church, your legacy of deliverance in redemptive history. Oh, God, you rescue your people. You deliver your people. You turn your people back to yourself. You send your word. You have given us your scripture today. You prompt us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have sent to us prophets, O God, people who have told us and reminded us of your deliverance and of your law and of your word and of your goodness. And yet, O God, we find ourselves being disobedient. We find ourselves with spiritual amnesia, amnesia, forgetting that you are the God who has delivered us. Oh, God, forgive us. Forgive us even now. Forgive us now, oh God, for the ways in which you have called out to us in love, that you have beckoned us back home, and yet we have thought that we know better than God. And we do believe that, oh Lord, every time we are willfully disobedient. God, please forgive us. Forgive us, O God. Make us to be people who walk in obedience to your way, to your will, to your love. O gracious God, would you rescue us again anew from idols? Would you break up these idols in our minds and in our heart and in our lives, O God? These idols that deceive us, these idols that are not real, that have no power to save themselves, let alone us. But we find ourselves tempted, O God, to to rely on to be connected to 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 do what others around us might be doing and to depend on the idols of of this world oh god you are the only true god and we thank you oh lord for your correction not your judgment over us because we are in you and we are your children but for your correction that you bring to us thank you for your correction scripture reminds us that a parent that does not correct their child does not love them and it is in love that you correct us and that you called us to cast down our idols, to break them up, to destroy them, and to worship you in the way that we live, and the way that we obey you, in the way that we love others, in the way that we love ourselves. Thank you that you are still delivering us this very day from our idols, that you are still holding us fast as your children and as your people. Thank you for your kindness and your faithfulness to us. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Carmen Imes, author of
0: Bearing God's Name, guides us to Sinai, the ancient mountain where Israel met their God. IMS argues that we've misunderstood the command about taking the Lord's name in vain and that instead the command is about bearing God's name, a theme that continues throughout the Bible. Revisit the story of Israel from wilderness to promising future and discover why Sinai still matters as you follow Jesus today. Get your copy of Bearing God's Name today at ivpress.com. And as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of
1: God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table.
0: Saints, whatever is honorable,
1: whatever is just,